This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Afternoons on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer. On today's show, we are talking about Movember. Gentlemen, let that upper lip get a little bit fuzzy this month. We were in conversation with Dr. Ali Ali from King's College Hospital, family medicine consultant, about is that stereotype that men just don't go to the doctor still ringing true? What are some of the issues that are coming into clinic? And ultimately, his top tips for men staying healthy and happy. And on the mental health front, it was Chris Miller joining us from Incremental. Plus, high-performance coach Nick Coates talking about the packed schedule of free events they've put together for men over the coming weeks. I was going to make a joke about moustaches in November, but Dr. Ali Ali already has some fantastic face furniture. How are you, Dr. Ali? I'm very well, Helen. It's great to be back on your show. Dr. Ali is a consultant in family medicine at King's College Hospital there in Dubai Hills, and it would be a bit strange to get a female doctor on to talk about this. I'm glad (laughs) it's you in the hot seat because it is November. It's a month to celebrate and educate men. Um, and really talking about health, physical and mental. And actually, I feel like that conversation's changed an awful lot because those two are so much more intertwined than maybe we'd addressed or known about in, in the past. So I'm kind of curious to get in a bit of an understanding. Is that stereotype still ongoing that men just don't go to the doctor? Unfortunately, very much so. So a lot of the men that I see, typically they'll say to me, I'm only here because my wife or my other half told me to come. I don't really think I have anything wrong with me. Um, I think it's multiple causes for that. So part of it is fear. They don't really know what to expect when they see the doctor. Part of it is a bit of arrogance. Sometimes it's, they're just extremely busy. So it is quite difficult to get men to actually get a checkup or even see a doctor when they're, when they're sick or unwell. And I think probably another factor is sometimes a bit of the embarrassment as well. Absolutely. You know, we've just obviously had Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the big part of that is breaking that taboo that, you know, there is nothing that a doctor has not seen. Exactly. <laughs> and I think when we're talking about men and male parts, that can be a real barrier to a lot of guys actually reaching out and might have recognised that something's not quite right. Yes. Um, can I ask then about some of the common health issues that, you know, men do need to think about when it comes to their physical health? I mean, I'm talking about, you know, men, male issues in in particular that yeah. women might be affected by, but probably are putting men in, dare I say, an early grave. Yeah. So um, good question. So there's multiple um, men's issue or health issues. There's things that are specific only to men. So that's things like prostate, testicular cancer, um, certain malignant melanomas, certain cancers that are more prevalent in men. Mm. And then there's health conditions that affect men and women both, but men are more likely to suffer from it. So that's so, things like cardiovascular health. Um, if they, they're more likely to smoke, for example, to get things like lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So with, yeah, there's with, a distinction. With the heart health, um, you know, it is one of the you know the biggest killers in, in men. And yeah. interestingly, as you're saying, it affects more men until women get to kind of 50 in menopause. And then you've yes. got that estrogen factor where women yeah. can get more affected. But why are men, you know, stats show that 50% more likely to die from heart disease. Why is that physiologically? Yeah, multiple reasons. I mean, unfortunately, men are still more likely to do more risky behaviours. So things like smoking, excess alcohol. 
Um, so that's probably the most prominent factor. Um, they're also less likely to get a general checkup. So they're less likely to say, let me check my cholesterol, let me check my sugar levels, um, what's going on with my, you know, my general health, mm-hmm. as opposed to women who are more, more proactive in those sort of things. So I think it's a combination of their lifestyle, their risky behavior, and actually not seeking help when they probably should. What about cholesterol? Bit of a hot topic right now. Yeah, cholesterol is very important. The thing is with cholesterol is that when people have high cholesterol, they don't know they have it. So you don't get any symptoms. You don't get headaches. You don't get tiredness. But it is one of the five big risk factors of heart attacks and strokes. Mm-hmm. We typically say it's cholesterol, smoking, diabetes, high blood pressure and old age. So in terms of preventative checks, and I, yeah. I, I mean, I had my well woman check with you guys um, a couple of years ago and, and kind of go back on, on the regular. What would you love to see all the men listening today come in and have a really good understanding of their numbers on? What are some of the key things that... Yeah. You can be, I know, I know it's confronting to sometimes have these tests and you know put yeah. yourself in these situations. But once you once you have those numbers, you've got that information. You can be proactive. What are some of the essential annual checks you'd love to see people take? Absolutely, a bit of it is age specific. But if we just go broadly, men in general, it's things like cholesterol, like you mentioned, getting your blood pressure checked as well. Um, things like your sugar levels, diabetes. Once you start creeping above the age of 40 or 50, that's when we think about the PSA, which is a prostate-specific test. Um, and that can sometimes be elevated if there's prostate a disease. Also, for the more younger men, we do encourage them to check their testicles like frequently, maybe once a month, just to see if there's any lumps or bumps, because they're more likely to get that sort of disease. Okay. Right. We are going to get the text line next. Dr. Ali joining us from King's College Hospital. He's a consultant in family medicine. So we can talk a little bit about that younger age group and all the way through as well. We've had a message here asking about testosterone, which I'm very keen to get your take on. We are putting all embarrassment aside. We are talking checks, lumps, bumps, erectile dysfunction. Anything is up for discussion this afternoon. This content is for informational purposes only and is not intend to substitute professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Dr Ali Ali is in the studio, consultant in family medicine at King's College Hospital there in Dubai Hills. Um, we're going to go to the text line, if you don't mind, yes, sir. Yes, let's do it. Um, we are talking, of course, about men's health and Movember. Um, a message here, no name, and it's absolutely fine to say, what are the signs and symptoms of low testosterone and how is it diagnosed, plus treatment, please? Yes. So low testosterone is a, yeah, it's a very common thing that men actually come to see me with. Um, mostly people that do a lot of exercise or trying to gain muscle mass, athletes, people that go to the gym a lot. And most of the time, actually, the testosterone is normal. People are more likely to get you know, signs of low testosterone tends to be like a low libido, sometimes erectile dysfunction, sometimes very low energy, and sometimes they just can't build the muscle mass. So they're trying to do all the weights and they're thinking, why am I not putting a muscle mass on? Uh, but a lot of people do have this myth that I think it must be testosterone why I'm not achieving X, Y, and Z. That's interesting. You actually check it and it's all fine. So what can be some of the confusing factors? What else could perhaps be deficient that would end up in some of those outcomes? Yeah, so again, so when it comes to like fatigue or tiredness, so many different um, reasons. Number one thing here in Dubai tends to be low vitamin D. All right, it's extremely sunny here, but it's extremely hot. So no one goes out to the sun. We're mostly indoors in the AC and then we go out in the evening. So things like vitamin D, sometimes sugar levels, thyroid, iron, anemia. These are the things that you could think about when it comes to tiredness as opposed to testosterone 
as one of the first things. So when it comes to testing testosterone, um, and uh, we've had, and rightly so, numerous menopause conversations yep. on the show recently, it's very hard to test hormone levels cause in, in a woman because they fluctuate so much, much yeah. during the month. What about men? Can you get an accurate read? We can. I mean, we, we usually say we want to do it in the morning. That's when the testosterone tends to be high. Um, and most people that come asking for testosterone are people that have, you know, uh, fertility issues. So couples are trying to conceive. There's a problem. One of the first things we check for in men is usually the sperm sperm count, semen analysis, and also testosterone. Okay. And then in terms of treatment? So it depends on the cause. Um, is it a hormonal issue in the brain or is mm-hmm. it from the testicles or is it something going on dysfunction in terms of the communication? Um, so depending on the cause, we determine the right treatment. Okay. Um, and a message here that's coming in on 4001. Um, overweight husband with health issues, doesn't exercise, um, snoring at my wit's end. What kind of doctor could help him? Which I think, we'll come, we'll come to that question, but I, w- I wanted to perhaps ask you something ab- about how hospitals and clinics work here. Yeah. If someone has got a health complaint, we're talking about men in particular today, um, could they come and see a family doctor such as you and then you can refer within Kings or do you go and see, I don't know, say a pulmonologist or a neurologist or, yeah. a, you know, a urologist directly? Very good question. I think different people have different approaches. So, you know, we're from the UK. In the UK, the system is, tends to be you see a family medicine or GP um, and they kind of build that relationship with you. They tend to know you very well. Uh, they know your family background, your health background, and then they'll make a decision whether they can even manage you themselves mm-hmm. or refer you on to somebody else. Um, so it tends to be a cultural. Some people have that mentality, you know, if I've got a headache, I want to see a neurologist straight away. There's pros and cons to that, I guess, because you get to see the specialist very quickly if you need it. Most of the time, you don't actually need them. And you also tend to have over-investigation. So it depends on your approach and how you want to kind of, you know, manage your own health. So coming back to this question, so mm. she's saying husband is overweight, has some health issues, but it's the snoring that's driving her. Yeah. So with the overweight, yes, some people that got excess weight, particularly around their neck, tend to snore more um, and more so than snoring there's something called obstructive sleep apnea so that's when the, essentially when they're sleeping there's a blockage in their airway around their throat and because the oxygen level goes down they wake up suddenly so if it's just a simple snoring um, I think losing weight and talking about that may help if it's somebody who's constantly waking up because of the obstructive sleep apnea then we would refer to one of our colleagues a pulmonology to do a sleep study test mm-hmm. to see if they're actually suffering from that. Yeah, it's kind of dual in terms of, you know, as you're saying, obstruction. It could be an ENT issue. It could be you know, exactly. disordered sleep. But that, can I, could I pass on your details is really what I'm absolutely, asking. Absolutely, yes, Ali. absolutely. Okay. We're going to be talking about men's mental health next, Dr. Ali. Are you seeing, and I hope you are, um, well, not because I wish men to be mentally unwell, but men certainly reaching out for some help or... How do you feel like that conversation's changed or changing? I think it's improved massively you know, over the past, I'll say, 10 years in terms of mental health. But I think there is still a bit of taboo amongst men. So we know that men are less likely to have good social ties. They tend to be extremely busy, maybe at work, less likely to open up if they've got mental health. And unfortunately, they're still less likely to seek psychological support. Mm-hmm. For a lot of them, they feel like maybe it's weakness or they should just man up and get on with it. Mm-hmm. But there has been massive improvement, especially with more celebrities coming out with their mental health. It has encouraged. I think the younger population is probably a bit better than the slightly older population. It's interesting, in isn't it? Opening I, up. Yeah. I, I hope so. But some of the podcasts I'm listening to are talking about how, you know, men are struggling with friendships and loneliness. They are. Struggling with, you know, fewer intimate relationships than ever before. That's absolutely true. Struggling with, you know, dating and yeah. finding love. Yes. And loneliness is a really serious issue. It is. You're also more likely to reduce your life expectancy the more lonely you are and the mm-hmm. less social ties you have. 
There's well, a direct correlation. Well, it's exactly what we've been talking about after half past uh, Chris Miller in the studio as we talk about the, the mental health side of Movember. Um, I wanted to ask, I guess, about staying well as a man. Yeah. I mean, ideally, we want to stay out of clinic. Yes. Um, so for the men listening today, I'm going to give you the, the, all the power Dr. Yes. Ali, what would you love in an ideal world? And I want you to be realistic. I'm not yeah. talking like gold standard where everyone's <laughs> in the gym for two hours a day and you did it. Yeah. But realistic things that men listening today can implement into their lives to try, whether it's supplementation, types of exercise. Um, you know, we've just been talking about sleep there mm-hmm. to really live a nice, healthy life. I'm not saying, you know, you're Spartan racing every weekend, but yeah. just to stay well enough to be around for friends and family for as long as possible? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think obviously everyone is, is, is different, but the general advice tends to be, when I come to speak about exercise, I always say try to do something you enjoy. Try to do it in a group as well. So if you're doing an exercise with a group of friends or people next to where you live, you're more likely to show up as opposed to just signing up to the gym and never going. So for example, me personally, I'll, I play football two or three times a week. I do it with friends. So I'm also seeing my friends. I'm also exercising. I'm also doing a sport that I enjoy. So you're more likely to be committed when you do things as a group activity and come back to your mental health issue. I mean, you know, like, like I said, you're going to build that social ties. You have friendship and that's good for your psychological well-being as well, which is important. When it comes to eating and dieting, you know, there's so many different diets out there, but just be sensible. I never tell anyone to cut anything out 100%. Occasional treat is fine. Enjoying life is fine, but just have that balance. All right, just have that balance. Most people know what's right and what's wrong. Have that balance. Try to do regular exercise as well, as opposed to, yeah, I exercise. You know, I walk. Everyone apparently walks here, but no one, not a lot of people want to actually run and sweat. So that's, that's the key advice I'll say. I'm going to ask you about smoking. Sure. Um, we're seeing more and more people vaping and actually that younger generation. Yeah. For any parents that might be worried about their, you know, their teens vaping smoking we're talking men's health but i mean really as a family doctor we can speak to both yeah what does your general advice tend to be yeah vaping is very bad unfortunately it has you know um, um come up in the last few years and particularly unfortunately i think it's targeting younger people so it comes with all this nice flavor bubble gum and you know they've, sherbet's flavors they've and nailed I, the marketing yeah they know they're targeting the younger people um i think in general it probably is better than like cigarettes and i guess shisha and cigars and stuff but it's still bad. Um, it is very addictive. Um, and because it's so easy and you don't have that you know, offensive smell as maybe the traditional smoking tends to have, people tend to be doing it more and more so. And it's almost like it's fine if somebody vapes around me. It has become yeah. a bit more socially acceptable in, in terms of smell. But your lungs might disagree. Absolutely. Um, um, crikey. Okay. Doctor, it is relatively new as well. So you know, we don't know the long-term side effects as opposed to the other things. Exactly. That's, a, that's another it's a, thing people should know about. Dr. Ali, thank you so much. For anyone that wants to come and see you, and obviously talking about men's health today, but you know, in terms of you, you're treating all the way through um, the ages and, and uh, male and female as well. King's College Hospital, Dubai Hills. Are you going back to clinic now? Yeah, I've got a clinic. I've got a patient at three. Right. All right, okay, we'll let you go. Go, go, go. Right. Dr. Ali, Ali. This content is for informational purposes only and does not intend to substitute professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. marking the beginning of Movember. Now turning to the mental health side, because all of you chaps listening, the same way that we women often have a tribe, it's really important for you to have yours too. We can spend time together, connect, share your concerns, and it's easier said than done. 
One man on a mission to put this right is Chris Miller. He is the founder and chief of Incremental. He's creating his own community for men. We've also got Nick Coates, who's running Emboldened High Performance Coach and providing some of those sessions as well. Both, it's great to have you in the studios. Hey, we're to say happy Movember. Yeah, yeah. You're, happy you're, you're, you're both looking a bit a bit naked of upper lips. Oh, I'm trying. Sorry, yeah. Nick. <laughs> I, did, I, I had a beard that I shaved off on the first, so okay. so I'm uh, yeah. Nothing seems day to be happening two. Yet. How's yeah. it going? It's kind of offensive. No, um, give it a few days. You'll see what happens. Get that creepy <laughs> stage in a few days. <laughs> Can't wait, um, Chris. I'd love to hear about your mission with this, and I think yeah. we, what really what I'm asking is what do we need to know about you to understand why this is so important to you. Uh, yeah, um, well, I suppose uh, it's my own struggles with mental health. And I, I always do this, but I keep saying to people, well, you know, I didn't have it too bad. You know, nothing was too, was too bad. But, you know, for years, I was just dissatisfied, unhappy, not with anything that I could particularly put my finger on. But, you know, I would find myself on the verge of tears or almost apoplectic with rage um at the slightest uh thing and i think um it's it's been a long journey um that's involved a lot of you know work on myself but you know finding out about things um you know help with doctors and counselors and i feel like i'm growing into a much happier uh, person but mm. you know i think for so many men especially in an expat environment it's really difficult because you're you know, or you still have friendships, obviously. But, you know, I've got best friends who were here, best friends, like really tight. And then they're gone. And you're like, oh, now I don't have those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're still around. But um, but being able to have those, you know, proper conversations about the real stuff. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to build that kind of trust. And as yeah. you say, you know, in a transient city. So coming back to what you went through, Chris, it's a very conscious decision to be like, okay, something isn't right here and I'm going to be reaching out to people, I'm going to be addressing it. For many, many men, that doesn't happen. No. In, in, unfortunately, the worst can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've got, unfortunately, astonishingly high rates of young male suicide data out of the UK. Yeah. On the other hand, you've got decades and decades of unhappiness and that kind of yeah. grumpy old man trope <laughs> is, yeah. is, a, is a very, yeah. you know, kind of popular one for good reason. For you, was there a moment where you just thought something needs to change um when i mean it, the crying was was the big thing i just you know i've got a beautiful wife I've got a beautiful son i live in a wonderful place you know i everything that i needed and wanted i would just find myself crying and and unhappy and uh, you know I, I have to give my wife the credit um of saying you need to go and talk to somebody mm-hmm. and you know i think it had got to that point for me where it wasn't getting any better by itself and I didn't know what to do, you know, and, and when you talk, sometimes, you know, you talk to your, your, if you've got mates or whatever, especially as men, we try and skirt around this stuff, even with our best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been very lucky. I mean, the thing for me was as soon as I started telling people, all of a sudden, everybody's telling me how, you know, how they've been struggling and that they're, you know, either on medication for depression or, you know, they're seeing a counsellor or, or whatever. And, and you're saying, well, how did I not, you know. Did that help you? To- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, amazingly. And, and another thing that, that part of my journey was I was um, part of a men's group for a, for a while pre-pandemic. The, 
one of the big things that came out of that was just sat in a room with a bunch of guys and we go around and we just say, you know, how we were feeling. And so many people felt exactly the same. And you're like, this is insane. I'm not, I'm not alone. And I think it's that understanding that you are not alone in how you feel. You might not want to, you know, there might not be the people there that you're going to open up to, but you just know you're not alone and there is a way of getting through it. Christmas is with us today from Incremental. Tell us a little bit about you, Nick Coates, and, and what's kind of led you to get involved in coaching. What's your mission with Embolden? So um, myself, I'm, I'm from an ex-military background um, and that instilled a number of different um, values into me and, and, and I would like to basically pass that on to my clients and I hope to instill that in with my clients and I think some of my existing clients have definitely felt that. Um, those three core values that I try to instill is courage, discipline and resilience. Um, I think if there's any, anything you can boil it down to, um, then it's those three things that can really help you uh, go through tough times mm-hmm. um, like we, we all have. Um, I went through some, you know, some, some tough times myself, um, going through pan- pandemic, feeling a bit lost, feeling a bit isolated, feeling separated from the things I used to love. And health and well-being and fitness um, kept me on kept me on a, on a good path, uh, an outlet for me. Um, and you know, I identified that in myself, um, and now I want to help other people um, do it exactly the same thing. So I'm training I'm training people from the age of eleven um, wow. and adults as well. What are some of the challenges that men in particular are coming to you with? Where do you think the common pain points are now for the modern man in Dubai and? 2023? Um, I, I, I think it is a busy place um, and it seems like there's lots of things to do. But when you really boil it down to activities that are out there that are bringing communities together, I, for men specifically, um, I think they're relatively limited. Um, and the ones I have seen are absolutely fantastic and look, uh, and look abs- uh, brilliant. Um, but um, I think there's scope to get the message out there more, yeah. work out where to find these groups and how to get involved. I think it's, it's all very well. <laughs> to say you know this is what's available to you it's another thing for a guy to go do you know what i am going to put myself out there and go into a room mm-hmm. full of strangers that is scary yeah quite so right. chris tell us a little bit about what incremental looks like in practice and, and what some of the things that you're looking to create so in- incremental is is my business the the movember initiative that we're running is is in partnership with uh, with nick and sage clinics um British Studs Dubai um, and uh, and um, a few others. Um, so so the Movember initiative for for us is very much about just it is about spreading awareness uh, that there are places where you can go if you want to. There are people who know what that feels like to be you know in in a tough place there are people who are qualified to you know help on a more kind of medical or psychological level but it's it is literally just knowing that you're not alone i mean you know like we were saying before it's the loneliness is the thing that will get you because you know and and i used to do this so much my head would spin with with thoughts until I didn't know which way to turn. And, I, you know, I mean, the first time I went to counselling, somebody said to me, you know, you think you should, you would benefit. And, and it, it was about, I thought I had all the answers and I knew how to fix me. But there's nothing broken about me. And it's understanding that. But so for us, what we're trying to do is just bring together lots of opportunities for men 
if they want to to come along they don't have to talk they don't have to be they don't have to be suicidal don't have to be on the point of a breakdown or a divorce it's literally if you just don't feel like you're connected or you just feel a bit disenfranchised and a bit dissatisfied do you want to give some of them a shout out have we got some dates for the diary christmas oh my goodness me we've got so much stuff going on so um tomorrow nick is running um a what do you call it? Is it boot camp or group rucking. exercise? I would, I would yeah. call it rucking. Okay, so it's <laughs> okay. very accessible for anyone. Um, it's an American phrase, um, but uh, it's basically walking with some weight. It's low impact. It's good for your, uh, good for strength um, and good for mental health as well. So what I'm trying to aim to do tomorrow is get together as many people together on the palm where I train out of uh, Smash Paddle, um, and they can join for free. Um, we just pick up something heavy and share the burden together. Um, so whether that's chatting and physically sharing the burden as well. Um, so really looking forward to that tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get some good uptake on that. Are there going to be some free talks and workshops there's, there's free as well? T- that we've got literally, I think the only days we're not doing something is Saturdays. Gosh. So every day for the month of November, we've got, um, we've got boot camps running. David uh, Le Boucher, um, he does his... Uh, 5.30 in the morning. That depressed me. <laughs> anyway, Getting up I, in the dark? <laughs> I know, exactly. Anyway, he's doing, He's he's been very kind and offered spaces on his boot camps uh, on Black Palace Beach. Nick's running a number of boot camps and group exercises. We've got the guys at Sage Clinic have got two face-to-face um, group sessions at their clinic and one webinar. Um, I've got Kieran McBreen, who I know you know, um, very okay. well um he's he and i uh are just doing like an informal zoom chat um we've got i mean literally like there so maybe the easiest thing to do is point people in the direction yeah. of a website yes. or instagram what, what's the best way of getting in yeah touch with so people? if they go to to my website and i thought i was being really clever here uh but it's www.incremental but yeah. there's a hyphen between the in the, the n and the c yeah and the, the e, and the, e and the m yeah so incremental.com got it uh forward slash movember so with an with an m and and you'll see there there's a, a schedule of events there you can sign up to um register your interest as well i am on the website right now so oh, if anyone wow. wants to send me the word mo <laughs> let's keep it simple you can send me the mustache emoji if you want yeah. that makes no odds um send me that i will send you the schedule it sounds like you guys have put so much thought into this in terms of keeping some conversations going starting new conversations bringing people together um and hopefully not just for this month hopefully starting some relationships and friendships and connecting people to experts that is going to yeah. continue through the year that is, ahead. that is definitely our plan is um obviously we'll pro- probably scale it back a little bit <laughs> not every day for the rest of the year <laughs> but um but no for for sure i think you know when we start to see you know when we're seeing uptake and and there are people who are interested i think the thing is for me this will just be something that i keep going um forever i know kieran's keen to to keep doing the zooms once a month i know nick's really passionate about it um so yeah we just want to start those conversations kudos to you both nick chris thank you so so much And thank you for downloading this episode of the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe. You'll get it direct to your phone as soon as it's out. And you can listen to me live on Dubai Eye 103.8, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. 
To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.